Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. I know I said I was going to drop every week. I know I lied to y'all, but y'all know how this shit gets, man. I've been extremely busy, and even when I wasn't busy, I was trying to pump out these episodes, but like I told you guys, I had lost my voice, and then I lost it again, bitch. I, as in one time wasn't enough, I, I told God, I was. I, that's the thing when you lie to God, bro, or whatever the fuck you believe in. I told God, I was like, God, if I please, if I get my voice back, I swear to God, I'm going to stop doing drugs. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop drinking after the shows. I'm going to behave. Bro. I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to start eating broccoli. And, 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 and God gave me my voice back. God gave me my voice back. He said, you need your voice, brother, for work. I got you, but start behaving, fool. I, he didn't say fool, but I already know what the fuck he was rocking. And then I was like, bet. So um, we did, um, we had we had a crazy run of shows after Pasadena, but I'll skip straight to it. So I ended up, uh, I ended up doing some shows in, um, we ended up going to San Antonio, Texas, bro. I was headlining my my first sold out show in San Antonio, Texas. It was my first time in San Antonio, Texas. I will never be going back to San Antonio, Texas. I don't give a fuck if y'all bought all the tickets, bitch. San Antonio, Texas feels like what I feel like it smells like in my ass. It's San Antonio, Texas. God damn you fucking shitty city. I love you, but fuck, bro. I've never been to a place more motherfucking musty and hot than San Antonio, Texas, bitch. I swear to God, as soon as we got off the plane, it was hard to breathe. And you already know I'm a fat bitch, so it's hard to breathe regardless. But as soon as I got off the plane, <laughs> it felt my, my fucking, my chest got heavier than a bitch, bro. And anyway, we went to San Antonio, Texas. We did the sold out show. It was just me and Renee that one. We pulled a quick mission. And then from there, I ended up going to Chicago. I had some shows in Chicago. I booked a, it was a, I booked, originally had booked four shows in Chicago at the Comedy Bar. Then it, as the tickets started selling, we ended up adding a Sunday show. Then we turned five shows. And then we ended up adding a Saturday early show. So we ended up doing six shows total, me headlining. They were all sold out. And then Renee was featuring for me. And he was like, fuck it. You know, the good thing about having this, I guess talent is this 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 gift as a, as a, as a job is that at any moment if the if if a place fucks with you even if you got a microphone and some chairs you could sell some fucking tickets and if people fuck with you you could just it's like printing money bro and Renee ended up adding a a a, a show on Tuesday at the Comedy Bar in Chicago so we did a total of seven fucking shows I want to say thank you to everybody back home in Chicago and um I mean thank you to the people in Aurora that drove to Chicago, and thank you to the people in Chicago that came out to fuck with me, man. I can't believe it. Like, I mean, I, the first time I headlined that motherfucker was like two months ago, and I couldn't believe I sold out the first show, the only show, the one show. Then I came back and sold out six of them bitches, plus Renee's show last minute, man. It was it was a complete blessing, but the only thing about that shit is I was just starting to feel better from my throat and my lungs. For those of you guys that don't know, I had got sick. I had got bronchitis, and due to the bronchitis, it had fucked up my voice. So I was already having trouble sleeping because when you got bronchitis and shit, your 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 lungs get full of mucus, and when you lay down like flat on your back, <laughs> when you lay down flat on your back, that shit start like like it starts to come up and you start to cough it up. Like you can't even lay down flat, bro. You gotta be sleep sitting up and shit. Fool, it's all bad. It's, and so anyway, I was barely getting my voice back. And since Renee, this nigga, this nigga playing all the videos in the back, this, since uh, since um, since Renee uh, went up before me in every show that we did that weekend there, 
Um, I had to follow his energy. And for those of you know that, know that know my brother Renee, this motherfucker brings the energy. So I can't just wait for him to get off stage and then go after him and be like, oh, yeah, well, I went to Wingstop. Nah, fuck that. You got to bring the motherfucking energy, bro. So I think just going after every show, bringing hella energy, that shit fucking made me lose my voice again. But Chicago was fun because I was going to stay in my apartment. I told you guys I still had my apartment in Aurora. But I was like, you know what? I want to go as a tourist. I don't want to go and stay in my apartment. And I told Renee, I was like, let's spend some money and let's get a nice-ass hotel. So we stayed at this hotel in downtown Chicago right off the Magnificent Mile called the Sophie Tell. And uh, it was nice as fuck, bro. And we stayed. They let us stay on the last floor of the fucking building. So penthouse vibes, bitch. It's like, it was one of those hotels where it comes with like slippers and a robe. All the motherfucking shampoos they had and the, and the lotions they had were all Balmain, bitch. It was fucking, it was, it was dope, bro. Like I had never stayed in a hotel that nice, nice. And the view was crazy, you know? So I just wanted to be like, I want to have my head in the right space. You feel me? But of course, night one, bitch. Night one, we do two shows. Bro, I swear to God, we bring back the dickest. Bitches back to the hotel room, bitch. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? Thick boy. Thick boy. Like, and you know what? That's my problem. I got too many hoes. I got too many hoes. <laughs> Shout out Brent Fires, man. No, I don't got no hoes, but you feel me? Like, ah. <laughs> I got hoes, nigga. Oh, my God. For the first time in my life. <sighs> put the Put the cheering again. <laughs> nah, but nah, you know the oh, man. Y'all know how the fuck I get now, man. Nah, I'm just <laughs> nah, but look, 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 look. All right, so boom, Friday night we do both shows. I know I got the banging hotel room. Renee got his own room right next door to mine. So I'm like, man, you know we gotta get some hoes. Even you know my, I don't got no game, so I'm not even thinking about fucking. I just wanna bring bitches back to the fucking hotel room with the homies, and we can look out the window and shit. You feel me, like? Just, just vibing, you know, and um, we got two homegirls, two homegirls, and I say homegirls because these are groupies from the last time we were in Chicago. I was kidding. The, after the first time you fuck, they become homegirls. The, the, the first time you fuck is hoes. The second time is the homegirl. You feel me? Like, but anyway, two two shorties. You feel me? That are real cool, and you know, one was with Renee, one was with me, and they came back with us. But the problem is that one of them. Didn't want to let loose on the homeboy. Um, not like, not, oh, wow, that sounds kind of rapey. Uh, not like that, fool, man. Not, not like that, not like that. But, you know, bitches be like, oh, I'm not like that, you feel me? So then my boy invited two other bitches to the hotel. So now we got an abundance of bitches in the hotel room. But two of these bitches are bad, like, different level bad. Like, I'm talking about operadas, thick as fuck, little waist, like, bad, bro. And they both, like, aren't, like, they both work for, like, a radio station. Like, they, you know what I'm talking about? Like, buchona bitches, you feel me? But bad, bro. And um, when it gets to a point where, like, we're partying in the hotel, and then the security comes. Like, they, they motherfuckers showed up, like, secret service, bro. That's the problem about these fucking nice hotels. Because if not, if it, we would have been at a motherfucking Crown Plaza or a Motel 6, whatever, like, they would have called you, hey, shut the fuck up. Matter of fact, they would have not even probably said shit. Because nobody would have been complaining because probably somebody would have fucking... Kidnap bitch next door. You feel me? Like, he, he, them hotels get crazy. So, we they, they ended up sending, like, secret service up and shit. Like, three motherfuckers with suits. Like, y'all got to keep it down. There's a limit per six per room at the maximum. And y'all got about nine, eight, ten motherfuckers in there. And I was like, nah, it ain't even that many of us. They're like, oh, we already seen the camera. Bullshit, right? I was like, all right, motherfucker, you take your job too fucking serious, bitch. 
But anyway, I was like, whatever. So we ended up splitting the party up. And then Renee ended up taking that shorty back to his room because she ended up being down at the end. So then the other extra two bitches he invited, they're just there now. So now I'm in my room with like four bitches. And I'm just like, bro, like I don't even got enough dick for one of these hoes. How the fuck am I going to fuck all of these hoes? <laughs> and, and uh, but you know, they end up, uh, bro, they just laid on the bed. They all laid on their stomach and with their asses out. And I just started sticking them and eating. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I started fucking each of them. Now I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I sound like an asshole. Nah, bro. They were talking about their feelings and shit, man. That shit fucking, <laughs> that shit fucking sucked. Bitches was crying about their exes and, and all this shit. Then this other bitch was talking about how she was sad that her mom never believed in her as a kid, bro. I was like, bro, how I got four thick ass bitches and they want to talk about their feelings. Like, I'm trying to fuck some. But I, you know me, I'm a nice guy and I have no game. So I'm listening to these bitches. I got my notepad out, my joke notepad. I'm writing down shit like I'm their therapist. I'm like, okay, okay. So when you were seven, she did what? All right, all right. I'm trying to fix these bitches' problems. This is like beyond trying to save these hoes. I'm trying to fix these hoes. You feel me? Like, different shit, bro. And then um, finally, bro, like, these bitches start looking at me and they're like, yeah, you know what? I probably wouldn't even be able to fuck Renee because... I feel like he's too cocky, but I feel like I could definitely fuck you. And then the three of them, the four of them bitches were like, yeah, I would definitely fuck you. And they look at each other, yeah, I would definitely fuck. So at that moment, when they say all, all that, I'm like, oh, I'm about to fuck all these bitches for real. Like, I'm about to have my first five some, you feel me? There's an orgy at this point, you feel me? I was, I was excited, bro. And then the thickest bitch starts crying, bro. Like crying, crying, like, 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 you know, when you used to get lost at fucking Target and your mom, they had to call your mom through the intercom, like, please come pick up your son, dumb as fuck in the front, lost this shit, and then your mom would come mad as fuck, <laughs> like, pendejo, de que no te fueras donde estaba para yo, y ahí vas. So anyway, I was like, she was crying, bro, and I was like, what's going on? And she wouldn't like tell me, and we're, mind you, we're playing music, we got, you know, we put, we started with the. Uh, yeah, super, you know, like like that, like those songs. And, you know, when you play that on YouTube, it kind of goes through, like, that playlist of, you know, El Flaco, El Yaki, all that shit, bro. So there's this song by El Yaki playing, right? And this bitch is crying, bro. And I'm like, see, this is why I tell you, you got to stay humble. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, that guy right there, talking about El Yaki, bitch. She's like, that's my ex-fiance. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, bitch, you used to suck El Yaki's dick? And now you in my hotel room, bitch. I'm up right now. I'm up. But to her, it was obviously a downgrade, which I respect. You feel me? I respect it. Yeah, it is a downgrade, bitch. I'm out here. But anyway, um, so she starts crying. So then the other three bitches start consoling her and talking about how that nigga ain't shit. First of all, that nigga is the shit. He, are you in here with another nigga trying to get, trying to, I don't know what, and you still playing that nigga music. That nigga live in your head rent free. But anyway, so at that point, like, I'm just like, yeah, that fool's an asshole. Like, I'm just trying to get on her good side. Eventually, bro, I don't know, like, 3, 4 in the morning, bro. At that point, when I realized I'm not finna fuck none of these hoes, I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna need all of y'all to leave because I'm about to knock out unless y'all finna fuck. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to go. And then two of them bitches left, and I stayed with one of them. That bitch started talking about how she had a crazy cross eye. Like a lazy eye and shit. She's like, yeah, I don't drive. I was like, why not? 
I don't drive either. I thought she was going to be like, oh, I had got a couple DUIs growing up or some shit. This bitch talking about my eye go to the left. Bitch, <laughs> bitch, what? And I looked at it. That motherfucker was going to the left. From <laughs> That motherfucker looked like a screensaver. Remember back in the day when we used to put the DVD, but you didn't put the DVD in? It was just the DVD on on the shit that was an HDMI 2, and they would just have that thing that said DVD. It would just move across the TV like, ding, ding. And you would wait for that motherfucker to hit an even corner, but it would never hit the corner. It would just hit right by the corner. Anyway, point is, <sighs> that bitch crazy. Anyway, so that so that was pretty fun. You know, that was night one. And then the rest of the weekend, we just partied and drank. I had a few old friends come fuck with me. And, and it was just a lot of fun in Chicago, man. We ended up finally leaving Chicago. By the time we did the Tuesday show, my voice was already gone. Like, I was, I already knew it. I was like, fuck, I'm sick again. Like, I told God I was going to fucking stop bullshitting, and I lied, and now I got my punishment. I deserve it. I was mad at myself and nobody else. Really, it was my fault. So we ended up, uh, we ended up uh, going from Chicago. We had a show in OKC, Oklahoma City. By the way, shitty city. Boy, that city is garbage, but... I ain't gonna lie, it was fun for for us. We we had fun with it, but at that time my lungs were hurting really bad. I could barely talk. I just was not having a good time. We did the show. It was about a hundred people. Me and Renee, you know, I couldn't. I was. I was. I didn't even know what to expect. I don't know how many motherfuckers live in OKC, but it was fun nonetheless. And uh, bro, OKC. I now I know why they call the team Oklahoma City Thunder, bro. They have some of the craziest storms in OKC. We we end up going to our hotel room after. Going out for drinks after the show, we had to fly out in the morning, like around, we had to fly out like at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. from OKC. We were going to fly down to Austin, Texas, because we had two more shows in Austin, Texas. So um, when me and Renee, we get wake up, so we're trying to hit the airport. It's like 5 a.m. We're requesting Ubers from the hotel room, and like none of them are picking up. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I tell them, I'm like, bro, let's just go downstairs and let's wait in the lobby, you know? So we go to the lobby. Bro, we, we walk outside to spark a little joint. As we walk outside, bro, it's fucking storming crazy. But the storm, like, I, I bro, like, living in, like, Aurora and shit, we've gotten pretty bad storms where, you know, the trees get knocked down and shit like that. But it wasn't even about the fucking rain or the wind, bro. It was about the lightning and the thunder, bro. I'm talking about some thunder, bro, that it, it will flash and the whole fucking city will turn to day. For that split second, the fucking lightning will flash. You could see everything, like, brighter than in the day, bro. And all you you knew when you fucking seen that light, like, right a, right a few seconds after, boom, the motherfucking floor was shaking. That thunder was so fucking loud, bro. Honestly, I got scared. I told Renee, I was like, fuck that shit, bro. I'm going to wait inside. Like, I remember when we used to play football and it was, we used to see lightning. We used to go inside, nigga, because I've, I've seen the stories of motherfuckers that be outside, they get hit with that shit. I was like, I'm not about to get shocked right now. My body cannot survive a fucking lightning strike, bitch. I'm already having a hard time breathing. Fuck this shit. So we went back inside. Finally, bro, like 30 minutes later, damn near almost missed our flight. We got a fucking Uber, bro. The Uber picked us up. It was some old-ass white guy, bro. Like, old-school racist motherfucker. You already know what it was, bro. Real one. Not, not real one. We ended up getting in his car. And we're like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, like, is this shit always this bad, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, you know, it's just Oklahoma. We always get crazy thunders. He's like, my house has been hit with a tornado. He said, my house has been hit by a tornado twice. <laughs> I was like, nigga, twice? As soon as I would have got hit with the first one, I would have been out that bitch, a whole different city, state, and everything, bro. This motherfucker let his shit get a second time, and he's still living that motherfucker. I know his house is probably... 
got I don't even know, man. But they, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like Miami or Florida when they kind of build those houses. And in California, they build houses to sustain earthquakes. And in 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 Florida, they build houses to to be able to kind of survive hurricanes and shit like that. So I would assume so that. In Oklahoma, they build them houses so they don't get fucking picked up by a tornado and shit. But man, still though, like a tornado's crazy because that shit could just touch down and fucking suck everything up, like these holes on the road, and then leave. <laughs> like and then leave. You feel me? But anyway, Oklahoma was fun. Then we get to Austin, Texas, bro. Austin, Texas. You know, I, I didn't believe the hype. I was like, everybody's moving to Austin, Texas. Motherfuckers love Austin, Texas. The whole comedy scene from L.A. moved to Austin, Texas. What the fuck is up with Austin, Texas, bro? Well, I'll tell you what. My wife. My wife. <laughs> Austin, Texas was so much fun, bro. Like, mind you, I still don't have a voice in Austin, Texas. My voice is still shot. It's completely gone. But I was like, fuck that shit. Let me take a drink of my Twisted Tea. Mind you, bro. Goddamn. I'd be drinking twisted teas like the kids be drinking water. You know when you give a kid a drink of water, he's like... <sighs> but <they're> like <laughs> so we ended up fucking... Um, we ended up going to... Bro, we ended up... Bro, I'm putting a red ace business out there. I don't give a fuck. Toy life. We ended up going to um Austin. We had two shows at Volcan. Volcan is a... Is a very popular, um, if not the most popular, well, not no more because Joe Rogan just opened his clubs. But Volcan was like the, the the club to be at in Austin, Texas. It's right on 6th Street, which is like their big kind of like, it's called the Sunset Strip also, like in Hollywood. But it's just basically um, a strip of bars. They shut down the street at night, so people are just a whole bunch of tourists walking, getting fucked up. Beautiful women, Austin, Texas. Beautiful women. Bad hoes. We had hella hoes at our show, bro, like. I, I need to stop saying hoes. I'm sorry. We had a whole bunch of beautiful women at our shows. It was so much fun that I performed both shows with no voice and still murdered. Still got applause breaks in between shit. And they loved us, bro. They fucking loved us. So much that um, my boy, I'm not going to say no names, Renee. My boy was trying to, um, man, he was trying to link with this girl, right? This is. I'm just telling you how it is, Ross. You know, motherfuckers don't, motherfucking comedians be on tour. These rappers be on tour. They don't want to talk about the real. I'll be telling you, <laughs> the, the, this is the real right here. Yes, sir. The real, bro. And and Renee had scheduled, you know, this queen to meet him up and shit after the show so we could kick it. She came to the show. She brought her homegirl, which my wife, but she brought her homegirl. And um, so now we got two queens waiting for us. But there's a comp, no, there's, there's a, a loose end. Um, what do they call it? Like uh, an integer. Now I just can't even know what integer means. <laughs> but but there, there's a girl, a Puerto Rican, bad bitch, bad bitch, dark skin. She looks black, but she Puerto Rican. Like fine, bro. And um, she tr- she kind of waiting on Renee too. Like everybody want the Renee snake. You feel me? And I'm right there trying to catch all the rebounds and shit. The fat bitches he don't want. You feel me? But hey, you feel me? Get it how you live, homie. Feature. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so anyway, so now he got like. He got two queens waiting on him. Finally, the Puerto Rican queen realizes, hey, you know what? He's not going to fuck me tonight. Like, he's not going to be with me tonight. He already picked his poison. So then the homegirl, that same Puerto Rican girl, ends up with our tour manager. Now, I'm not going to say his name because I want to respect him. Miles, he and, she, ended up, she ended up with that motherfucker. So now we, of course, camera Orlando, producer of the podcast, right here next to me right now, 
ends up getting this model, model from Singapore, bro. My, this motherfucker got a bitch. This nigga forgot he was working. Left, he, 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 he left the merch table. Motherfuckers was stealing shirts. He, he, he got hypnotized by the pussy, man. And, um, like, we all, like, this is one of the cities where we all had, we all had, like, made a connection, you feel me? So now we're all happy. We ended up picking up after the show. And I shit myself at this show, mind you. And I shit myself at this show, bro. Between shows, after, no, yeah, no, after the second show, not between shows, after the second show, I went to the green room upstairs while, while Renee was performing, killing it, bro, and I took a bump, nigga, when you know sometimes you take a bump, if you ever done drugs, you take a bump, and then sometimes it'd be too strong, so you'd be like, <laughs> you start coughing nasty, bro, well, I started coughing nasty, nigga, a little bit of shit came out, so I was like, fuck, nigga, like, I, I shit, I fucking shit myself. So I had to go to the bathroom. I went to the girls' bathroom because it was upstairs. There was nobody really up there. Bro, I, I took it to, I, psh, nigga, I took off my underwear. And by the way, I just bought these nice underwear. I bought Polo Ralph Lauren underwear. I bought like a three, I bought like three different three packs. They were each like fucking 60 bucks. Bro, I had to sacrifice that underwear, bro. I threw it out into the girls' bathroom and then I filled up, <laughs> and then I filled up their whole toilet with a shitload of toilet paper, bro. Like the toilet was not flushing, bro, but I cleaned myself nice. I, I had to go commando after that. No underwear, but regardless, I was clean. You feel me? Like, whatever. And then um, that shit hurt because, like, I know that I know that bathroom was clean. They had already cleaned it for the night. And I know the next morning somebody was going to walk in there and be like, what the fuck? Who shit themselves and left this fucking 3X Polo Ralph Lauren brief in the trash can? Like, they're going to look at the cameras and go see my fat ass was the only one that went in there to clean themselves up. Regardless, anyway, I'm focused on the hoes. I already shit myself. Shit happens, literally. And then I ended up, uh, we ended up going to the bars. The bars were lit because we're fucking getting recognized. Like, it's fucking dope, you feel me? And then um, Renee's, girl's, girl, Renee's girl's friend, she tells him, like, hey, I'm feeling your boy. Like, what's up? You know, like, I like his eyes, which that's cat bitch because you can't even see my eyes. But whatever, you know, I felt for it like an idiot. She got red hair. Like, she looked like the Wendy's logo, you feel me? Like, bad, bro. And, 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 and I'm, I'm shit, I'm right there with it, you feel me? So I'm like, what's up? Like, she told me she was working at HEB, which is basically like a jewel law school. So I'm in her ear like, yeah, I could take you away from all this. Lying, bro. And then, like, um, she ends up, uh, shit, we, shit, I'm like, what's up? Let's go back to the BNB. And she's down. So we all head back to the BNB, bro. And we, we get in the motherfucking... We, we couldn't find an Uber because that street is so busy. We had to get, you know, the motherfuckers that be riding the bikes downtown Chicago. Like, like they, they got their little, like, a, like a carrito, you feel me? Like, they, they ride the bike and then you just sit in the back and they fucking take you. So, this dude was like, like, I was like, yo, well, let me get in that motherfucker. Take me. I'm, I'm on my, my girl, you feel me? He's like, yeah. So, anyway, Shorty gets in the motherfucking back. By the way, at this point, we're fucked up. We took hella shots, bro. Hella shots. So we get in the car, she gets in the back, I get in the back, and this motherfucker just, I was like, are you sure you can take me? Like, I've heard stories about fat niggas not being able to get pulled on these. He's like, bro, don't worry about it, just get in. I was like, fuck it. This motherfucker put that shit in sports mode, he was going like 80, bro. I was like, bitch, what the fuck? So we're both drunk as hell in the back, just trying to hold on to each other, because she's going one way, I'm going the other way. I'm damn near finna throw up, bro, it's all bad. And then, um, after that... We get to the fucking place. I think that this wind hit us so hard when we're trying to get out this motherfucking 
thing. We're both falling. The shorty, she fucking, I'm literally trying to keep her up, and she fucking falls back, and I grab her from her purse. Nigga, this bitch had a fake purse. That shit ripped. So I grabbed her from the purse. I stayed with the purse in my hand. This bitch had hit the floor, nigga. She, she hit the sidewalk. I was like, what the fuck, this bitch? So we pick her up. You feel me? At this point, we're at the Airbnb. Airbnb got like fucking four bedrooms. So I was like, bro, this like in my in my in my like in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm a real ass nigga. I was like, bro, I'm not finna, I'm not finna hook up with this girl if she's drunk, like 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 not that drunk. Like if we were at the same level, yeah. But that's that's weirdo, real weirdo shit. So I ended up, she ended up taking my bed, bro, and I just fucking went to the living room. You feel me? I was like, whatever. If she wakes up, like you know, like in two hours, she's like, hey, what's up? Like come to the room, then <laughs> I'm in that motherfucker. <laughs> But but just like that, I was like, nah. Because she was telling me, like, just get in bed, just get in But I was like, nah, man, like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, as a man, you should know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And that shit, I, I wasn't rocking with that. So I ended up, and I, and I could be a lying-ass nigga. I could be right here like, yeah, man, I fucking killed that pussy. Nah, nigga, nah, I, I didn't. So we I ended up leaving her in her room. I ended up staying in my motherfucking, uh, in the living room, you feel me? And then uh, everybody kind of breaks up. So the tour manager takes the Puerto Rican queen upstairs. Orlando leaves with the models <laughs> to their house, some random location. He leaves us. This nigga never leaves us. <laughs> this nigga doesn't even like coming out with us when we go out. So he just left with three random bitches. But they were scrawny, nice, bad bitches. So he, we were like, fuck it, you know, let him have his fun. Renee goes with his bitch. So now I'm in the living room kicking it. Few out, a few like uh, like a few I don't know hours I guess go by like maybe a couple hours go by I'm fucked up like we're drinking and, and next thing you know, um, <sighs> Renee's girl ends. By the way, this motherfucker fucks her for like two hours. I'm listening to everything because I'm downstairs and the room is downstairs. Like I, anyway, but it was crazy. My dick was hard as shit. And then finally, this bitch comes out of his room. Renee comes out of his room. Then the Puerto Rican bitch comes from down from upstairs, comes back down. My bitch still dead asleep. So I was like, fuck, man, somebody start making noise. Wake this bitch up. But but I was like, nah, whatever, you know, let her sleep. So then now we're, we're all back in the kitchen eating. You know, Orlando's gone. We're, we order food, whatever. Finally, um, finally, finally, Renee's bitch leaves, takes my wife with her. Um, man, we had already planned our future and everything. That's just crazy. But anyway. I'm already back in the DMs. I told her, and I already got booked to go back to Austin. So I told her when I come back, she better have her fucking bags ready because she's coming with me. Shout out my homegirl. Anyway, my homegirl. <laughs> I'm not even calling her a whole door. Ah, nah. Shout out that bitch. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. But uh, wow. Wow. This is the. Wow. We we respect women on this platform. I just want to say that right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just telling you the real, bro. This is the real. And then um, anyway. So then those two girls leave, Orlando's gone. So now in the in the in the so just so y'all could get a visual, in the Airbnb, it's me left, Renee, Miles, and his girl. Miles is the tour manager. He's upstairs with the Puerto Rican. The Puerto Rican comes down. So now it's just me, Renee, and the Puerto Rican in the living room. And then Renee goes to his room and the Puerto Rican ends up just hanging out, right? So I'm kinda like, What's up with this bitch? Like, should I should I, should I kind of be like, what's up, shorty? But I was like, nah, I don't got no game. I don't got, I was, you know, I don't got no confidence in myself, bro. And she just fucked Miles. Miles' dick is huge. <laughs> Miles' nickname is Biggie because he's got a massive cock. So I was like, bro, I'm not finna, nigga, fuck that. Like, there is no way, you feel me? Like, she just took a big commercial airplane, Drake airplane dick to the fucking throat. I'm not finna show up with my motherfucking Cessna. You feel me? Like, I try, try, nah, fuck that, nigga. 
So anyway, um, we, we she ends up just kind of like this nigga's gay type shit, but I'm not. But anyway, but she was like, I'm pretty sure that's what she thought. So I'm pretending to go to sleep, right? Tell me why I hear this bitch sneak into my boy Renee's room. She knocks on the door. He's like, what's up? And she just goes in. And he's like, next thing I know, bro, I just hear this nigga fucking her too. This nigga fucked his bitch. She left. Now he fucking the tour manager's bitch. I was like, my boy, a hero, really, for the Mexican culture. <laughs> you know, they say once you go black, you never go back. Unless, unless... Unless you, unless you, man, man, unless you fucking like a fucking, I don't even know. I should have thought of a good fucking rhyme before I started this podcast because I knew I was going to talk about that. But this is the real, you feel me? Raw, whatever. My boy killing that pussy too because I can hear everything. I'm not being a weirdo, but it's just like, bro, I had to put my motherfucking ear to the door. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, bro, he killing. I'm talking about, fah, fah, fah. At some points, I'm like, bro, stop. Nah, but whatever, bro. Ends up killing that shit. Then he ends up kicking her out. She leaves. Then my boy comes. Now he's excited as hell because he's like, bro, I just fucked me that bitch too. So we're all just like, ah, you know, like celebrating. And then, of course, my dry dick ass not even doing shit. And then, um, yeah, man, that was Austin. We call Austin the double decker. My boy was clapping double cheeks, double time, double overtime. And then from Austin, we end up going to... <laughs> Where did we go from Austin? We came back to LA, right? Yeah. From Austin, we came back to LA. For leg day. For leg day. Yeah, we did leg day. Leg day. And then, of course, my boy Matt Reif was there. Uh, Trevor Wallace was there. I'm, I'm so happy I get to hang out with these people in Hollywood, bro. Because it's like, I'm really living a Hollywood life, bro. Like, uh, Trevor Wallace, I used to fucking watch him growing up. You guys probably seen his videos all over Facebook where he does the videos of, like, um, uh, all the Zoomies employee and shit. Or when he's like um, the uh, white people on white claws, you you've seen the skits. If not, go type in Trevor Wallace right now and watch. You'll know who exactly who I'm talking about. And um, he's right there. Matt Rife is there. And Matt, me and Matt Rife have had already talked before a few times, but this but this time I was uh, he was on I guess our show. You know, like he's on leg day, so I was like, fuck that man. Like he's doing time at our show. I'm gonna talk to him. You feel me? So I walked up to him. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? Like. I don't know if you remember me. We met on this time. And he did remember me. He's like, oh, yeah, bro. How you been? All this sh-. So I was like, hey, man. You know, I, like, man, I don't, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean being a fan. I don't I don't have a problem being a fan of nobody. And, you know, I, that's just how I am. I'm just happy to be here. You feel me? Some people that are like, oh, no, I'm not going to act like a fan because he's my peer. Not me. I was like, what's up, bro? Like, is it cool if I take a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, I got you, man. And then um, we took the picture, you know. We started talking. And he was just a real cool, down-to-earth-ass guy, fool. And lucky for me, that motherfucker, not lucky for me, but lucky for him, he actually just announced a tour and he broke the fucking internet just because so many people are sharing it. Guys are hating on him. Comics are hating on him. Bro, this motherfucker, bro, y'all know I fucking hate white people, but this motherfucker right here, he put in the time, he put in the effort. He's been doing comedy since he was like 14 years old. He's 27 years old now. And now his life is fucking cracking. He's about to go on the biggest tour of... of, he signed one of the biggest Live Nation contracts, talking about millions. And, and to me, it's inspirational as fuck. You feel me? I feel like we can get there at one point, and that's what we're working towards. But anyway, shout out Matt Rife, and um, that shit was just a movie. And then another time, I was hanging out at the fucking Laugh Factory. Fucking Joe Coy dropped in. Joe fucking Coy. He's doing arenas. You know, he talked to me. He talked to Renee. Nothing but love, man. It was just so fucking dope chopping it up with him, bro. And then um, from there. We ended up having to leave again, bro. This is now I'll tell you the, that was the good part of the tour. Now I'll tell you some parts that were not so good. You feel me? Like 
we ended up going to um let me take a sip of this motherfucking uh, uh There it goes. <laughs> Is that me in the back? No, it's G. That's G. King. Oh. G. King. Like, this is you living the Hollywood lifestyle right here, bro. Like, there's Posse. There's Trevor right there. Oh, dude, send me that video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're so Hollywood. What the? We're so famous. No, no. Dude, send me that. That's so gas. I'm kidding, dude, people, people in Aurora listen to like this fucking piece of shit. I'm kidding, bro. Y'all know, fucker. Y'all know I want. I used to pray for times like this. To... <sighs> Let me do a bump. Nah, nah, I'm kidding. I'm not doing drugs. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so the second part of the of, of second week of this, you know, this run, um, I had. Two sold out shows in Sacramento. I was headlining, and um, uh, Renee. Obviously, I was like, "Come through with me, bro." But after that, you're gonna have to come back to LA because I'm going to Indianapolis and Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then I'm gonna come back here. But I was gonna hang out in Aurora. Sorry for the last week of May, because uh, I had to empty out my apartment since I was officially moved to LA. I was like, I gotta go empty my shit out. So um, he was like, "Yeah, bet." So we go, we do these shows in Sacramento. The shows were amazing. The second show I did, I got the my first standing ovation after a show. I had never got a standing ovation before. Like, after a headlining set, motherfucking Sacramento stood up for me, bro. It was, I was, I was damn near going to cry, bro. On top of that, my homies from Grupo TMV came through, which you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been a fan of them. And you know that the first time that... Anything started to happen for me was when they hit me up to do the podcast with Grupo Triple L, and we flew to Sacramento. We did the podcast, and I mean, just just in a year, that was in September, bro. In just less than a year, how much my life has changed is crazy, bro. And they came out, you know, and they fucked with me, bro. After the party, we had there was a club owner there that he he got us bottles, free bottles, free section of the club. And I told my homie Mendoza from Temeve, I was like, "What's up? You want to go to a club?" And he's like, damn, bro, that's one of the best clubs in the city. Like, if he got you that free shit, you snap. But he's like, but I think I'm going to go home. Like, I don't really like to go out, pop out like that. I was like, you know what? If you're going home, bro, I'm going to go with you. If we could kick it, let's kick it. He's like, bet, come to the crib. Let's drink at the crib. I was like, bet. So instead, I declined the free bottle service. I declined the free section. And we ended up going to Grupo Temeve's house. My boy Renee came with me. And they just, start, they just started singing for us, bro. Like, you know, it's like we got a famous group right there. And they're fucking singing your favorite songs, you feel me, in front of you. It's so fucking dope, you feel me? And then um, on top of that, Peso Pluma, you already know he's blowing up. And they have a song with Peso Pluma, bro. They have a song with Peso Pluma, and it's a banger. But right now, they're having some trouble with the clearance of it. And, you know, of course, with big record labels and Peso Pluma being as big as he is right now, which basically being one of the biggest artists in the world, they, they're having some trouble getting the record cleared. But I'm telling you, the song's a banger, and I can't wait for them to drop it, bro. If they if they don't drop it, I'm gonna leak that shit. Fuck it, but 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 uh, but it's so good, bro. I'm so proud of them. And uh, anyway, from there we ended up partying till like three in the morning, and then I had to leave to the airport because from the airport we're, I was gonna land in Chicago, and from Chicago my boy Oscar was gonna pick me up, and we were gonna drive four hours to Indianapolis because I couldn't find no flights from Sacramento to Indianapolis. 
God damn. My bad. I've been chugging these twisted teas. But anyway, so um, Renee's already lit as hell. He's like, fuck that shit, man. I'm coming with you. Bought a ticket last minute, literally right in front of me. You know, that ticket was like 700, nigga. You buy a ticket. You ever bought a ticket an hour before the flight? Bro, he bought the ticket. We end up leaving, bro. We land in Chicago. Then we go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, bro, there's probably like, it's probably like fucking, it's probably like 40 people, bro. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. There was not that many people. But I killed the show. It was dope. People came from Ohio to see me, bro. It was amazing. My old manager from the bank, when I used to work at a bank, you remember that when I used to work at the bank, at PNC Bank in Naperville, bro? She came to see me. She lives next to Louisville now. She came all the way up to Indianapolis to fuck with me, bro. It was just amazing, you know? And then from there, we went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, there was about, bro, there was about 30 people in Fort Wayne, Indiana, like even less. But it was, they, the people rock with me. We had so much fun, bro. I People lined up after the show. They asked me for my autograph. I don't even have an official autograph. I'll be just signing whatever, bro. I'll be giving them my real signature, nigga. One day, somebody's going to make a fake-ass contract and just take my autograph and fucking use it as a fucking legal document. But um, it was so much fun, bro. From there, I ended up coming to Chicago. Well, to Aurora. I brought Renee with me to Aurora. That was my last, it was going to be my last week in the apartment. So I kind of just wanted to empty it out, get everything ready just to come back to LA. But, um, man, the first night we get back to fucking, the first night we get back to, to Aurora, it's Sunday, Memorial Day Sunday. So no work Monday. So we're trying to fucking pop out, bro. We end up going, <coughs> we end up going to Naperville, bro, at, at, at Potter's, this bar called Potter's, which was pretty decent. You feel me? From there, we ended up calling two shorties from Chicago. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking Mike almost fell. My bad, that was me. We ended up calling two shorties from Chicago, bro. And um, and they pulled up on us all the way in Aurora, bro, at the apartment. And from there, we're like, what's up, man? Let's get the fuck out of here. We had, a, we had a few people there. I was like, let's go to the strip club. They're like, fuck it. So we go from Aurora all the way to Club 390, bro. And that was the first time I ever went to the strip club with, like, that I felt like, okay, I don't, you know what, I'm not here with my two, three hundred bucks. I have money, bro. So I told the fucking dude, as soon as I got there, I was like, hey, bro, here's a thousand. Get, bring me all singles, bro. They brought me abandoned singles, nigga. It was a stack of bread, bro. I ended up giving, like, a couple hundred to everybody. And um, shit, bro, we went to the private. Oh, my God, bro. It was so much. Like, the girl I was with, the girl I was with, not the stripper, the girl I was with. Came with me, and then we had the stripper in there, man. They're over there making out, doing all that crazy shit. I'm throwing money, even. I'm not even, I'm not even looking at the bitches. I'm just so happy that I'm not broke anymore. I'm throwing money everywhere, bitch. We made it rain in that motherfucker. It turned the whole room turned green, nigga. It was singles everywhere, and I feel like I'm flexing right now. Don't get me wrong. I don't like to be like this, but man, y'all know I've been telling you I was broke as fuck like for three years on this podcast. So let me please tell y'all the real right now how I'm living, bitch. Um, I hope y'all proud of me. Um, this is motivational only. You feel me? And then uh, from there, we go from the strip club. We're on the way back to the the home the the, the homegirl's house. You know, and in my head, I'm like, bro, I'm about to put it down on this shorty. Put it down. I'm about to put it down on you. Down on. She say she wanna. <laughs> what is that? Fit? Now, now, now I gotta play it because y'all gonna think I'm fucking retarded. She say she wanna. How does that song go? Put it down on me. Put it down on me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, that was me the whole time. I see you, baby. I'm... Bro, that's the only thing that's playing in my head is I'm on the way home. Like a, I was like, bro, I'm about to go crazy. And then the girl that's driving gives me a, a like a fist bump, and I fist bump her. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, grab what's in my hand. And I was like, ooh, probably some drugs. And I opened my hand, and sure enough, bro, but it wasn't drugs I've ever done before. This, she gave me shrooms. I've never done shrooms in my life, bro, ever. So now I had them in my hand so close to me, and they all took them. So I was like, fuck. They're like, just do them. She's like, just do them, boo. You're going to be good. And, ooh, ooh. and at that time, you know, you're so lit. I did them. I ate that shit, bro. I ate them. And we got to her apartment. Her apartment is so dope because you look at the window. She's got like a half moon of just windows. And you can see the whole skyline, bro. And then you could also see the Sox Park. It's pretty badass. And then, um, so I'm right there. We're, we're all macking there. You feel me? Like, it's about to go down type shit. Next thing you know, bro, these motherfuckers soon start hitting me, bro. I start tweaking out. I go, cause, and, then, and the sun is already coming up. We're talking about, like, 5 in the morning type shit. 5.30, almost 6 a.m. So the sun is all blue, bro. So I was like, what the fuck? I start, like, the the sun calls my name, bro. Like, like, like I did, like, I just, like... From macking it with this girl, I just stood up off the couch. I was like, nah, hold on. Like, something's going on. And I fucking walk outside because she's got a patio. And I just lean on the bench, on the on the rail, bro. And the sun is just beautiful, bro. Like, blue like a, like the ocean, bro. Like, blue. And, and, and there's like a few clouds, but the clouds don't seem to be in the way. They're just there. And I start thinking about, like, comedy Bro, like, I just had the biggest reflections. Like, crazy shit, bro, you know? Like, because, you know, sometimes you do shrooms and you're like, you, you're like, well, I don't know, but I've heard people say, like, oh, you realize that none of this matters. I think mine was a little bit opposite. Mine was like, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I don't feel like, um, I think I was getting real homesick, but um, but the shrooms helped me, like, realize, like, like, bro, you got, um, yes, this doesn't matter, but also... Not that many people get to live the life that you're living now. Even people that have been putting in 12, 15 years into this comedy shit that maybe deserve it more than me, but they're just not the chosen. They're just not the ones who, you feel me? The people doesn't, don't choose them. The people choose who they want. You know, they pick, they pick their leaders and, and their voices. And I feel like I was chosen. You feel me? Me, Renee, all the, Matt Reif, all the young motherfuckers coming up right now, we're the chosen ones to like be the voice of the, of the, of us, you feel me? Like, motherfuckers that grew up with Mexican parents that just are not smart enough to go to college but are not dumb enough to be, you know, in jail or something like that. So, like, I, you know, there's a lot of motherfuckers like me that I feel like we didn't have a voice and I feel like I've been picked to, like, I don't know, you know, some shrewd shit, you feel me? So I'm just, like, off that shit. Then me and Renee are, are out there. We both cry. So we start, we have, like, an emotional moment. And finally, we go inside, and he goes back in his room with, with old girl. And at this point, the girl I was with is, like, basically, like, nigga, you gonna fuck me or uh, I'm gonna go to sleep? <laughs> but I'm so fucking, like, looking at my hands, like, I can look at the, all the crevices and shit, bro. Like, I was like, bitch, go to sleep. Bro. Go to sleep. I was like, bro, I, bitch, you gonna think I'm gay the way I don't be fucking shit. So I, she went to sleep, bro. 
She went to sleep, and I just started tweaking in the living room for like an hour and two hours, bro. Then eventually, bro, I started looking around the apartment. like clo- I would look at it closely. I was looking at it closely, bro. I go to the fridge to get a drink, and I look next to the fridge. Bro, <laughs> this girl had a whole bunch of like witchcraft shit, like black roses, skeletons. I was looking for like a Santa Muerte, but I didn't see no Santa Muerte. It wasn't like that. It was more like um, it was more like that, like like that, like that um, like that Cuban witchcraft shit, like that. You feel me? Like that Santeria shit. But anyway, whatever. You feel me? I started getting a little horny again finally. So I go try to mack it with this girl. So we're macking it again, and then boom, this nigga wakes up again. Renee wakes up again. I'm like fuck. So they come to the living room. So now I gotta stop. And shit, bro, eventually we just went home, you know, that, that was the end of that. That was the end of that. We went home and then I was in Aurora for a week, bro. I was in Aurora for a week and um, I ended up, we ended up doing a cookout, bro. Tuesday night, we went to La Chiquita like at 9.30 p.m. We bought, we bought four pounds of cecina. We bought some costillitas, some hot dog. We bought all kinds of shit we we're going to cook, right? Well, tell us why we fucking walk out of there. And we fucking forgot the Cecina, the, the main thing that got me. We fucking forgot it. And we didn't realize till we got home. By the time we went back full, everything was fucking closed, bro. So we had to go to Jewel Osco, and we got just some regular over-the-counter meat. And by, by this time, it's damn near 11. <coughs> bro, tell me why. I, ugh, I'm getting you. It's nasty just even thinking about that bullshit. But we ended up, um, we ended up, uh, my last twist of teeth. We ended up, um. Getting that shit full, bro, I swear to God, I've never been sicker in my life, bro. The whole week, I didn't eat shit after that. I couldn't eat because I was so bad in gas. I was burping. It was horrible, bro. Horrible. And then, but I didn't, I didn't even have time to empty anything out of my apartment, bro. I, I have a big-ass TV. We bought, like, a, we moved in, bought, like, a fucking 65-inch uh, LG TV, and it's brand new, bro. We barely used it. So, I told my brother, I was like, you know what, bro, like, for your graduation, because he graduated high school, I was like, bro, for your graduation, I'm gonna let you keep the TV instead of me taking it to LA. Mostly because I couldn't find a way to bring it. Honestly, that's why I gave it to him. But regardless, we're gonna make it seem like I was planning that anyway. And I gave him the TV. I was like, just help my dad empty out all my shit out of here and just throw everything out. And um, but I just don't have time. And sure enough, Sunday morning. Uh, oh, Saturday, I actually did a show. I did a private gig at Talia Hall. For the owners of this cafe called Cafe Tola. They have Chicago and New York City locations. Beautiful venue. Beautiful family. It was amazing. And then from there, that same day Saturday, I did a show for Los Toxicos. Which includes Concrete, who's a very famous Instagram influencer. Jay Valentino, who's a DJ. who's I guess he was pretty popping too. And then we did a show for Jesus Sepulveda and Jerry Garcia. Which Jerry Garcia, for those of you guys that know, is my favorite fucking comedian. Honestly, I saw him the first time ever when Chingo Bling came to Chicago and I went to my first comedy show like five years ago. I even gave Jerry Garcia my business card. It was around the time I had started comedy. I, I sucked. I sucked. It was right around the time I was doing the shows at Bally Doyle, bro. And I mean, obviously, you know, he threw that shit out. But regardless, you know, five years later, I got to open up for them at Avondale Music Hall. You know, it was over 300 people. And I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not going to say much, but if they had a silent library meter at the corner of the screen, 
and they were recording how loud the crowd was getting in between jokes, my motherfucking set would be the motherfucking highest level volume, bitch. I murdered that shit, bro. I murdered that shit, bro. People were coming up to me like, damn, bro, like, these niggas need to open up for you, bro. Like, it was, it was, I mean, shout out to the legends because I love them and it was an honor to be part of the show, but, man, it felt good. Like, because sometimes you do shows with people, you're like, I don't even belong here. Like, you can start getting imposter syndrome, but nah, bro. I think I'm better than these. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but it was like, I, I do belong here, you know? I'm at the same level, and I could probably be one of the best, too. But anyway, it was so much fun, and then at 7 in the morning, bro, flew back to L.A., and just like that, I knew, I realized that I was never going to go back to my apartment. You know, I talked to Orlando about it. He was telling me how it felt like. You guys remember the last episode of Hannah Montana when they leave the house empty? And what does it go? Whoa. Or, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like leaving my apartment for the last time. Hannah Montana. Leaving house. This is how I felt when I was leaving my apartment. You <laughs> that was me leaving the apartment, bro. And then, uh, shit, bro. There's a chapter in my life that's closed. For a long time, I never thought I'd be able to even have my own place because of the way I was living. I was able to, you know, we found a good roommate. Shout out my boy, JV. We had an amazing two years, you know. Unfortunately unfortunately, and fortunately, life has been changing so much for me that I had to leave it behind. And, um, yeah, man, you know, that part of my life is is now behind me. I'm living in L.A. now. And, um, shit, bro, we'll see what the future holds for us. We're, you know, hopefully next the next one is a, is a, is an apartment, a good and nice apartment out here in Van Nuys or Hollywood, and um, and yeah, man, you know, I appreciate everybody who's with me through that part of my life, and I mean, you guys, the podcast, I mean, th- if you listen to the podcast from day one, you you were with me before I moved to the apartment, Why not? when I moved to the apartment, and now I'm out of the apartment, you know, this is crazy how life changes so fast, you know, and um, yeah, man, that, that's pretty much that, and then I uh, flew back, we had a show in Ontario, Ontario, California, sold out over 300 people. And I now I'm finally. This is my first show back with my voice back. I fucking murdered it, and Renee murdered it. And we're on a new part of you know he's starting a new part of his tour called Can't Let Go. He's trying to get his ex-wife back. And yeah, I'm just happy you know. For he's doing new material. He's motivated me to do new material. So I'm writing a lot right now, and and it's gonna be a new part of our life, man. And and and, and I can't uh, I can't wait to see where the second half of this year takes us. In the first six months. My life has completely changed, and I feel like in the next six months, it's only going to get better, man. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys again for being so patient with me with these podcast episode drops. I know they're all over the place. I'm so sorry about that. Again, the way we're living is is crazy, you know, and, 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 and I'm not going to lie, bro. When I was at home, I was at home for a week in Aurora, and I didn't go visit my family once, bro. And I'm, I'm the only reason I'm telling you this is because I, I talk about the good, you know, talk about the road, the hoes, and all this shit. And, and I'm going to tell you guys the bad, too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes just drinking and doing drugs and fucking having fun and eating garbage makes me feel bad, bro. And and I feel like when I was at home, bro, 
the food, I just felt like, man, I couldn't even bring myself to go home and visit my family because I felt like um, I was embarrassed. You know, I was like ashamed of myself for the way I've been living. But, um, you know, I, I forgave myself. I talked to my family. I apologized that I wasn't able to visit them. And it really sucks, you know, because, you know, you don't never know when the last time you're going to see them is. But, I, you know, I hope to God, I pray to God that he gives me the opportunity to go see him. I'll be back in Chicago this month. And my first thing, to the, my first thing on, the, on the fucking to-do list is to visit my family. So I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing them. Shout out to them. And for those of you guys back home, Chicago, Chicago, Aurora, Naperville, any of the suburbs, I will be headlining Zanies and Rosemont. So if you guys don't like going all the way into the city, if you're in the suburbs, come to Rosemont, Illinois. There's a Zanies right there, right on the strip. I see you bitches go every weekend. Y'all hang out at motherfucking Joe's Live and the Sugar Factory. Right there where all that shit is at, man, there's a Zanies. About 300 seats. My goal is to sell it out, man. It's going to be my first time headlining at Zanies and Rosemont. It's it's a beautiful club, and I and if you guys want to come see me, that's going to be the show to be at this year because I don't know when I'll be back in Chicago or Aurora. So Zanies, Rosemont, June 22nd. My birthday's this Saturday, June 10th. So for my birthday, if you guys want to get me anything, just get yourself tickets to come see me at Rosemont, Zanies. Um, June 22nd, 7.30 p.m. show is going to be a fucking movie. And other than that, we got so much other dates, so much exciting shit. We're coming everywhere. Um, coming everywhere, yeah. Um, we're going to the East Coast this week, this 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 month. We're gonna be in New York City, Philadelphia. Renee will be in Baltimore. We're doing New Jersey. Uh, we're doing Miami at the end of the month. L.A., Pasadena. We got so many dates. Go check the link in my bio. If you're listening from other cities, we just added Dallas, Fort Worth, um, fucking Reno, Nevada, um, Bay Area. So many dates are being added, man. We're going to add United Kingdom. We're going to add uh, Canada. We're going to add so many dates. So please, please go to the link in my bio. Check out all the motherfucking tour dates. Get yourself some tickets. If you guys have any questions, any feedback, feedback's always appreciated, man. I just, you know, I I can tell. Like, obviously, you know, I'm telling you guys, oh, my God, my life is amazing and all this bullshit. But it's just a fucking recap, man. I'm just giving you guys recaps right now. And I try to keep it as raw and as real as possible. That's what this podcast has always been about, real shit. And, um, yeah, man, that's just where I'm at in my life right now. As far as, far as shit that's going on in fucking pop culture, you know, sometimes I talk about that shit. I mean, um, shit, Ice Spice is still fine as fuck. Bad. Bad as hell. Bad as hell. Peso Pluma's still killing shit. He just dropped his, um, uh, the Blizzard rap, um, I think, or whatever fucking shit's called. Broke the internet with that shit. And, yeah, man, I, I'm just excited for everything that's going on, man. Please be patient with me. Or don't trust me, my team around me are are very persistent. They want me to record every week. I'm the one that's kind of been pushing back just because, again, my voice. Sometimes I don't have the motivation for the content. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you guys enjoy this, then let me know, man. I would love to get back to dropping every week and, and, and love to get the following back up and the listeners back up and on track with this shit, man. Appreciate you guys. I love you so much. Thank you guys for everything. And if we have not met... When I'm coming to a city near you and you're getting tickets, I love you and I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.